hey, there's a chance we'll be using our grown-up language in this episode. So if you have little kids around, you might want headphones. You might also want a stiff drink. Hey, I'm not judging. Please parent responsibly. This is Adam. And this is Lisa. And this is Designated Parent. A podcast where we look at children's programming through the lens of adult beverages. Cheers. Cheers. So sad. That was a so sad. sad. We have very full martini glasses and we're afraid to spill them. Because <laughs> I don't want to spill my martini. Absolutely. They're precious commodities here. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Uh, how are you doing this week? Um, I'm okay. I'm okay. Um, Our oldest... This morning, I was like, what day is it? And I was like, it's Wednesday. And he was like, oh, it seems like it should at least be Thursday. <laughs> I hear you, bro. And I was like, yeah. I hear you. I am, yeah, I'm just barreling towards the end of the week. And I'm mm-hmm. I'm still tired, but like Still not tired as, from the weekend? From like the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. Like, it's been a wild, wild, wild. This was like the first day in a while I haven't really had anything Anything pressing? Anything? Any, yeah. yeah. Any evening plans? Anything? Mm-hmm. I had to leave the house for. I did go out to a food truck for dinner, but like that means I didn't cook dinner, so let's call that even. And you like, didn't have to do dishes. Like, right. honestly, it's it's not the worst. It's not terrible. That was the only thing I really left the house for in the evening. Otherwise, just kind of set and let my brain be jello for a little bit, mm-hmm. and it was nice. But we're yeah, we're doing things. We're moving forward. It's good. Our we had a camp out this weekend. We did. We did. It went successfully. So, uh, mostly. So there's a running gag from our when our oldest was in Cub Scouts with mm-hmm. his den leaders that I could never make it through a, a whole A full camp, camp out. out. <laughs> like something would always go wrong. My tent would break. The weather would turn. Um, one of my kids would get sick. Like something always happened that I never spent both nights until my oldest, his last year, I, I made both nights of both. Mm-hmm. Camp outs his, his last year there. And so this time, I am Cub Master. This is my first Cub Mastering. Mm-hmm. I didn't make both nights. I mean, tornadoes are tornadoes. Yeah. You know, like- <laughs> so what happened was, uh, you know, I'm watching the weather because that's my job as Cub Master. And we're supposed to get a line of storms at like 3 a.m. And mm-hmm. those storms were actively producing tornadoes in Illinois. Mm-hmm. And Indiana. And Indiana. And I was like, I can't in good conscience have 15 five-year-olds fa- yeah. families out here in this mm-hmm. weather. I, we got we to gotta pack right. it up. Right. And part of it was like, so uh, what do you guys think? And about half the grown-ups were like, we're leaving no matter what. Like, if you yeah. decide to stay, that's on you. But I'm already packing my kids up. Yeah, we're already, we're already doing it. I was like, all right, well, make me the bad guy. I'm going to make the call that we're shutting it down. Mm-hmm. So we did everything we needed to do. We got packed up at about 8 o'clock mm-hmm. and came home. 8 o'clock at night. So we still had all, we still had Friday. We still had a, a all the program Saturday. And, you know, the s'mores and the staying up late and the looking at the stars. Mm-hmm. And the terrible night of sleep, which is apparently very important. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then... It's part and of then, the process. And then we had all day Saturday being outside. So it's not like... They didn't miss much. They, they missed a terrible night of sleep 
and like packing cold breakfast. cold breakfast and packing up in the rain. Yeah, that's really what everybody missed. And nobody really missed it. Nobody misses that part of no. the camping. So we had fun. It was it was good. We did some good hikes. On our hike, we got to see like all these really great plants. And I'm like, I just went last week on a on a training to learn about all these great learn plants. About all these plants. So like that that's trillium and that's that's those are may apples and that's a mm-hmm. that's a shaggy bark hickory right and that's a jack in the pulpit and yeah. that's a you know red bud tree mm-hmm. and you're like how come it's called a red bud tree when it clearly has purple flowers and you pull it down and the buds are red and you're like, and you're like oh okay. the buds are red and they're like seems kind of short-sighted to name it for a small portion of the tree's life. Are you going to call it a purple flower tree? Right. Yeah, but we're still digging out from that. We have so much laundry. We have tents in our garage. Mm -hmm. We have, uh, yeah, yeah, just like... Just all the bullshits. All all the stuff. All the stuff everywhere. So we'll get back to normal eventually, but... And you are making, like... 12 gallons of coffee. Oh, yeah. It's a teacher appreciation via cold brew season. Hello, teachers that listen to our podcast. We right. appreciate you. We appreciate you. Feel appreciated. Right. Even if you are not the teachers of my particular children, I want you to know that I appreciate education. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, for teacher appreciation, I make, like, literally gallons of cold brew. <laughs> Bring it to the school with, like, a variety of milk and some coffee syrups and uh like regular and decaf and you know, normal and sugar free and like you know dairy milk and non dairy milk like i try to have it some is, option for pretty much all of the diets it's pretty extra yeah i'm not uh, going to lie y'all i'm so extra yeah, uh, this it, should come as no shock to people who know me in the real life but like you could probably also glean this from listening to my podcast <laughs> yes so i'm extra uh so i ran some errands i ran to the like local restaurant supply store and bought like uh straws that were pre-wrapped in paper mm. for the covids yeah, it's nice it's a nice touch yeah yeah although i feel like elementary school teachers mm-hmm. if they're not bulletproof by now like they've got to be well and just for um our storage like i bought a box of straws before and they end up like Dumping on the floor. Dumping on the floor. And, like, if they were wrapped in paper, I would feel better about being like, these straws are still clean. I'll put it back in the box. <laughs> As opposed to, like, mm. now I have to throw out all these straws. So. Um, yeah, so I did that. I had to go to, like, two different restaurant supply stores because they didn't have everything I needed because supply chain issues. I I see ya. Uh, But I think I have everything. That's great. Well, not everything, but. Enough for tonight. Most things. There'll be a little extra shopping tomorrow. Mm-hmm. We'll be more shopping tomorrow. I go to the store every damn day. Yeah, that's true. So. But uh, in addition, we did watch a movie. We sure did. Oh, wow. So uh, this, first off, it's one of the rare events where we watch a movie and then it's sequel in like consecutive weeks. Yes. That almost never happens. Very rare. Very rare. <laughs> um, it might happen a little more because we're, we're like picking our movies mm-hmm. on our own and watching them without our kids because... It's busy, and it's hard to sit down, but we can find some time after the kids go to bed and, mm-hmm. and watch So, uh, we watched National Treasure 2. No. No. We no. Well, National Treasure Book of Secrets? Exactly. You yes. got it. It's not, it's not National Treasure Book 2. It's National Treasure Book of Secrets, which is National Treasure 2. National Treasure 2 Book of Secrets. 
Yeah. I also wanted to do, like, the thing where you put, like, the two, so, like, replace the L with, like, a stylized two or something mm. for national. No. Yeah, they didn't that, do that. That's tricky. It's tricky to do. It is. And it doesn't work. Um, for yeah, but it, do you know when National Treasure 2 came out? Uh, oof, It would have been around 2008. Around 2008. And I know this because I watched this movie a billion times mm-hmm. in my crappy anti-piracy job. Yes, yes. So for a while, uh, Adam had a job where he watched illegal movies on the internet and logged them mm-hmm. uh, based on where they came from and made like family trees of piracy content. Yeah. So you, it's for those of you nerds out there, it's literary criticism, but done on um, digital files. So you could watch like errors propagate through a, a movie or like um different audio tracks or different subtitles that would get added to it notes and stuff um and then you could also look for the flaws in the movies from when they were like originally pirated and keep track of things that way so like we had a whole like um rubric for figuring all this stuff out and it was allegedly to help companies track how much piracy was happening track who was doing it all the connections and stuff like that it was kind of a fun job. Yeah, uh, yeah. It wasn't a bad job for you. No, I got to watch so many movies. I mean, so you watched so a lot of movies, movies, but a lot of the movies you watched were not necessarily movies you would want to watch. Like, you watched so much High School Musical 3. So much High School Musical 3, oh my gosh. <laughs> and I don't know that, like, you would watch no. that much Zac Efron uh, the Ed no- in your life I watched otherwise. a ton of the Ed Norton Hulk movie. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, some of the movies you watched were maybe not amazing. There was a there was a flaw when Ed Norton says "my stretchy" when he's trying to find new pants, mm-hmm. and I that line lives rent free in my brain Forever. every time I pick up anything with an elastic band. Yeah, it's it just stuck because you always you would fast forward to that spot, look for the flaw, and be like, "Oh, yeah, that's source number four. Mm-hmm. That that was off that rip. So, but. <laughs> It was it was fascinating. So, did your viewing of National Treasure Two a thousand times uh, taint your this particular view of this movie, or was it honestly hmm. just as enjoyable? It is. So, I think it would be you know does cooking the same meal at Applebee's a million times change your opinion of cooking at home? Mm-hmm. And the answer is. Maybe for the first few years, you don't want to do it. But then after a while, you can come back to it and be like, oh, yeah, I remember why I enjoyed this. Okay. I remember okay. why I thought this was fun. And this movie, if nothing else, is a silly fun ride. Mm-hmm. And so if you can turn off your brain and just sit back and enjoy, it's... Yeah. This movie has a real The Fast and the Furious quality mm-hmm. to it. Yes. In that, like... It makes no fucking sense and is physically impossible. Uh, but yet. But yet is a real good time. Yeah. So, like, if instead of, like, souped up vehicles and, like, jumping out of airplanes in a GTO, you're just like, what if there were secret compartments in this desk that's been <laughs> in the White House for 200 years? We'll right. get there. Right. There's not. There can't be. There's no way that they would have not found that. But mm-hmm. yeah, let's pretend. 
So this movie is a Jerry Bruckheimer movie. We know that because we see the Jerry Buckheimer lightning tree. Right. The lightning tree at the beginning. Which morphs into an actual tree. And on I mean, an actual road. Remember the first time I saw that, I was like, oh, wow, that was pretty cool. That was clever. Good it, job, Jerry. Jerry, way to go. Uh, and we're outside Washington, D.C., five days after the end of the Civil 1864? War. 1864? 1865? 65. Okay. Uh, five days after the end of the Civil War. And um, we meet Thomas Gates. Of course it's a Gates. Of course. He's in a pub with his son. It's got to be the patrilineal line. Right. They're just chilling. Uh, and some, some dudes woke up and they're like, hey, we got this coded message. And you know they're evil because one's fat and one's skinny. Yes. Sure. Sure. They're the classic henchman trope. Yep. You can't you can't have a skinny friend being friends with a fat friend. Unless no, they're no. evil. No. What? What? This, what? I don't understand where this trope came from. And why it is so long-suffering in media. But there we are. So they hand Thomas Gates this random piece of notebook. And they're like, hey, can you decode this? Right. They're like, you like puzzles. What about this? And he's like, yeah. And he a- was like, fuck yeah, I love puzzles. Playfair cipher. <laughs> yeah, let's do this shit. So in his defense. Yeah. If New York Times tomorrow published, started publishing random Playfair ciphers with a cryptic clue to solve them, it would be a whole fucking thing. Yeah, it'd be Wordle. It'd be Wordle again. That's exactly right. Like, it would be another big thing. Okay, but like, if you're at a bar. Yes. And some dude you don't know Uh walks up to you with like a Sudoku. Yeah. And was like, I hear you like puzzles and just like slides you. I don't know. (laughs) A Sudoku. Would you be like, fuck yeah, I like puzzles. Sit down. Let me buy you a drink. Because like clearly he's hitting on you. Like I don't. I don't know what else is happening here. So, um, first off, if somebody wants me to solve their puzzle, they're buying me the drink. Right. <laughs> Just so we're clear how that works. And also, damn straight, I, if somebody hands me a, a puzzle. I, I assume that this is flirting. <laughs> I, I assume it probably is some sort of flirting, but also free puzzle. Like... Mm-hmm. I'm not going to put out, just so we're clear. Okay. So you would just be like, fuck yeah, I love puzzles, and be solving this random dude's puzzle who you've never met. I've been at bars where, like, they have those, like, you know, the, like, metal widget puzzles that you have to do. Okay, okay. And, like, someone's handed me one, and I've just been gone for 30 minutes. Like... I'm really good at the the sliding tile uh, number puzzle. Yeah. I'm really good at that. I mean, when I go to Cracker Barrel, am I transfixed by the little, like, T... (laughs) A golf T triangle puzzle? Okay, okay. So maybe... Like... Maybe this isn't that far-fetched. No, no. I'm, (laughs) I'm on Team Thomas here. Like, I'm easily distracted... By a stranger with Fuck a puzzle. Fuck yeah, a stranger with a puzzle. I'd be like, who are you? Yeah. Did you hit, you don't, you're not a puzzle I'm, person. I'm not, I'm, puzzles are fine. Mm-hmm. Puzzles are fine. Uh, but yeah, they don't thrill me in and of themselves. So while Thomas is working on this, the skinny guy leaves and goes to the theater next door through the back entrance, climbs mm-hmm. the stairs, and shoots the fucking president. Because it's. Of course. John Wilkes Booth. Of course. And so everything's freaking out, and um, Gates is decoding. He's find finds the word like temple and gold and all this stuff, and he's like, "Oh my gosh, you guys are traitors! I'm not solving this." And like the fat guy pulls the gun and shoots him, 
Mm-hmm. And so Thomas, of course, does the only logical thing and throws the whole journal in the fire. No, he just the one page. Oh, yeah, he rips out the pages. Just the one page in the fire. Let's him keep the rest of the journal. Yeah. And he's like, dude, the war's over. And, and the fact is, like, no, it's not. And The war's like, just beginning. The war's never over. And so poor Thomas has to pull his son over and he tells him it's the debt that all men pay. The debt that all men pay. And then he dies. And then he dies. And then, so, like, an eight-year-old boy is very sad that he had to watch his dad die. I mean, admittedly, that would be a little rough. Yeah. Yeah. So we fast forward. hmm And our good buddy, Nick Cage. Ben Gates. With, like, not great hair. This is some of the worst Nick Cage hair. I mean... And that includes current Nick Cage hair. Current Nick Cage hair is way better than okay, this. So... Than this hair. I don't know what it is about this hair. It's not a good look. Uh, Raising Arizona is better than this? Yeah, like, I think literally... Con Air? Con Air's rough. Con Air is rough. Uh, I'm not a big fan of, in general, like, a lot of long hair on people. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, this is not great hair. It's not. It's not. I don't know why. I don't know why I don't like his hair, but I don't like his hair. It's got a little bit too much body, but also not enough volume. It's too much for me. Like, yeah, it looks like it's, it's, it's butter spread over, you know, too much bread. mm -hmm. Like it's really, it's trying, but also Nick, we all know. I think the problem is it's trying. I think if it was like shorter, like, yeah, I think it would be better, but it's just, it's rough. But so uh, Ben Gates is given a big speech about Thomas Gates, mm-hmm. his great 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 grandfather, or whatever, and how he um, was cool. It's and- a Civil War hero because he uh, burnt those uh, whatever the pages that he was working on, and because of that, the South never found all the gold that was hidden, and with that, like they would have definitely. Uh, re-upped the war or whatever right and so yeah he 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 burned the pages from the booth diary is what mm-hmm. it's called i did not look up to see if the booth diary is actually missing pages right but let's pretend it is so some dude has a question mm-hmm. and that dude is ed harris ed harris and you're like oh ed harris such an action guy and i was like oh I've only seen Ed Harris in Pollock and The Hours. <laughs> These are not action so, films. So, like, my Ed Harris and your Ed Harris are, like, very different actors. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Um, but anyway, his his grandpa, Silas Wilkinson, tells mm-hmm. a different story. And that is that um, Gates was in on the planning. And by the way, I got this page. Right. Right. I've just been sitting on it for, like, 150 years. So this is a missing page from the John Wilkes Booth diary that has your your grandpappy's name in it. Mm-hmm. So fuck you. As like the architect for mm-hmm. uh, the Lincoln assassination. So the room they clear out the room apparently, mm-hmm. and then they bring take a walk. <laughs> yeah, everybody else out. You down here, and they bring out the Wilkes Booth diary itself and. Mm-hmm trial fit the page right, he has. Right, they're like, does this page fit this page? And they're like, oh, it looks like it fits. Yeah, which, I mean... That's the first step. That Step one. It's, it's an easy step where you're like, this does not even what this page looks like. It's not the right size or shape. 
Yeah. It, it can't be. It's the paper thickness is wrong. The the graft or the right. weave this is, is this all is wrong. This is an A7 piece of paper. Like, like, did you no. get this from Staples? No, like, dude. No, go away. But no, it fits. So it's not looking good for Thomas. And um, they bail out. And dad, mm-hmm. um, Ben's dad. Patrick. Patrick is freaking the hell out because of course this shatters everything he knows about his about his family family who he previously in like in the last movie he fucking hated them (laughs) they ruined his life they made him uh waste his youth fight finding these uh treasures and like that's what made his marriage fall apart and you know Mm. and then he turned his back on them and got a job where he has health insurance and a house yeah, so... And he's the black sheep of the family now. Right. And so he just came to terms with this, and now he finds out they're all... There's this whole... Maybe not they're all, but at least that dude... That dude may have sort of been the guy that helped kill Lincoln. Right, which, you know... And of course it's on the news. Like, that's the other part <laughs> of it. Immediately on the news. Immediately it's on the newspaper. It's a, sl- it's a slow news day. Yeah, I guess. But, like, really? Seems... Yeah, seems rough. Anyway, so Ben Ben's like, Dad, we're going to figure this out. I know the truth is that my he, he was a good man because we're all good men. Right, because... I feel it in my soul. And I was like, that's not how science or history work. No, I feel it's correct. So therefore, mm-hmm. it must be correct, right? So we need to gamble everything on proving our great-great-grandpappy. Mm-hmm. Was good name. Good name. We skip to a bookstore with mm-hmm. Riley. In Riley Pool trying to sign books and nobody's biting. Right. So Riley Pool wrote a whole book about not only the Templar treasure, but like a bunch of other um, conspiracy conspiracy theories that are like a hundred percent true, according to yeah, yeah, according to Riley. Um, and they're like, "Oh, you found the Templar treasure?" He's like, "Yeah." Are you Ben Gates? He's like, "No, I'm the other guy. I'm Riley Pool in the thing." And they're like, "Yeah." by mm-hmm. I'm like don't you recognize me from my other photo <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a whole thing um and finally some girl goes are you riley he's like yes he's like do you own a red ferrari and he's like i, I do. do he's like because it's being towed and he's like fuck he has to run out and chase the ferrari but it gets away from him mm-hmm. so he walks home because wherever he was designing books is around the corner from his house because that's how book tours work also he's holding all of his books like the books weren't the property of the bookstore or he, the like, publicist he like brought them with him i have all kinds of questions there. does like did he self-publish in 2008 on paper mm-hmm. i don't i don't know man i don't know so uh he gets to his house and finds out that Ben's there sitting on the stoop and he's like, mm-hmm. Hey, how's it going? He's like, not so great. He's like, yeah, turns out my Riley's like, all right. So my accountant stole my money and the IRS wants money. So they took my Ferrari. That yeah. fucking sucks. Yeah. Cause you know how much uh, taxes are on like $5 million. They're like a million dollars, which like I don't have yeah. <laughs> Oh, like $6 million. So Ben's like, yeah, me too. Uh, me and Abigail broke up also. Um, my dad's crazy. And she kicked me out of the house. Yeah, she kicked him out of the house. Uh, my dad's crazy, and my family might have killed Lincoln. And he's like, yeah, I heard about that. That sucks. And he's like, yeah. Okay, so how did she kick him out of the house? I thought he bought the house. I don't know. It seems to be... It's a messy situation. Because I didn't think that she got any of 
the like money I because think he did. because Riley says half of one percent. I guess. And so, so I assumed Ben got half and Riley got half, and Abigail, who was merely just a victim of circumstance and got like took turns being kidnapped, got nothing. Well, I think she and Gates were like gonna hook up and then they would take a half together. Maybe. And then maybe that's part of the whole breakup is like, well, I got fucked from <laughs> from my the finding. Share. Yeah. So like I understand you and Riley did a lot of legwork beforehand. Right, right. And you took and you took a calculated risk and I didn't have that choice, but also I didn't have that choice. So like I need something and so like maybe that's part of the messy breakup. Right, where he was just like whatever man, take everything. I'm also going to point out something from the first movie that does come back here. Mhm. Ben is a lousy negotiator. He is the worst negotiator. It's so true. it's very possible he's like fine, I'll leave and you can just stay in the house and take everything go. if that's okay with you. And she was like <laughs> Yeah, that's fine. That that seems great. It sounds like, great. Great, like, I'm leaving. I'll send you a stipend. She's like, if that's what you want. And I'll I'll manage your Tinder profile. Right, right. Okay. And and, and Bumble. But but we're not doing farmers only. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. We'll stop at farmers only, Ben. Now now go. Yeah. Anyway, uh so Riley and Ben decide the only thing left to do is they gotta break into their um to Abigail's house and steal her badge because they want to take a look at the page that's under lock and key at the Smithsonian where Abigail is. Abigail still works. Still works. Even even though the last time she was there, she stole. She she was part of the team that stole the Declaration of Independence. She was there when it was run over by a car. Yeah. She touched it. She purposely soaked it in lemon juice and a hairdryer. Like, I I don't know how she still works there, but uh, she still works there. <laughs> anyway, so they break into Ben's house, Ben and Abigail's house, I guess, because mm-hmm. uh, Abigail changed all the codes and Riley has to hack it. And right. they're there to get her name badge when she comes home early with, quote, the White House guy. The White House guy, who is Ty Burrell? Yep, Ty Burrell. His name's Connor in this. Mm-hmm. And as soon as he walks, as she walks in... Ben's there, and he's like, hey, he wasn't expecting you early, he just came by to pick up some things, and she's like, mm, where's Riley? And Riley's like, yeah, hi. She's like, yeah, I know, you, you just, you can't do anything. <laughs> Got some codependency issues. And right, Connor's- I mean, but also, she changed all the locks, so like, you know, he's not savvy enough to break into his own house without yeah. him. So, uh, Connor's like, yeah, I'm gonna go, and she's like, yeah, it's interesting, see you later. And then Abigail and Ben have this big argument about the page because Ben mm-hmm. wants to see it. He wants to look at it, wants to scan it with like all kinds of like different tools, like infrared and whatever. Yeah, yeah. and she's like, "No, like, you can't do that. No, I can't allow you to do that because last be- time you touched a precious document. See previous movie. Right, I was kidnapped twice, and it was run over by a car. You lose all precious document privileges. Also, we're going through a messy breakup, so fuck you. Get out of the house." It's true. He's like, well, if you let me, if you let me see this one paper, you can, um, you can have the Boston tea tables. Mm-hmm. Both of them? Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. So they go look at the page. And they find that part of the cipher was on the facing page and bled over. Right. And kind of like imprinted on it. And so they're like, oh, we can figure out the cipher. 
We just but, need a five-letter word. Right. So they don't have all of the cipher. They just have like three three sets of the cipher. Yeah, they have they have the majority of the okay. cipher. And they're trying to figure out and and, and press press it through, but they got to find this free le- five-letter word. Mhm. Otherwise the cipher is impossible to crack. Yeah. Also Ben is like, "Hey, by the way, can we not like announce that we found this page which is already in the news?" <laughs> But we want to announce that we don't, we didn't find the cipher, right? Yeah, don't, well, they want the whole thing delayed, but they're like, yeah, it's going out like that. And so she's like, just give me like a couple days to prove Thomas is innocent. Because obviously this is only going to take a couple days. Right, it's important to me. Mm-hmm. So, and Abigail's like, no. It's, Abigail's it's like, right. I don't think I can do that. This is my boss's boss's boss. Like... Who is going out with this news, you know? Yeah. So, uh, we have a brief flash over to FBI guy. FBI guy from the first movie. And he's like, what's going on here? Why did this guy just come out with Ben Gates' thing? Who is this guy? Why Why is he here? Like, why after 150 years did he suddenly show up just Right now? now. Like, I have suspicions. Right. Let's Seems figure this fishy. shit out. Yeah. And he's got a couple of little FBI henchmen that help him with this. He's like, okay, I will do a Google. They scurry, scurry along. So, we flash again. Dad is taking bad. Ben's talking on the phone. He's, like, all, like, drunk and, like, weepy. And about how his family was taken seriously for, like, one glorious minute. And now they're all bullshit. So, like... I mean, they've been bullshit for years. He's like... The, but yes. But they decide the only way they can clear their name is to prove that... Gates was trying to keep the treasure from... From the South. South. So the only way they can figure that out is if they find the treasure. Wait. I don't know how finding the treasure proves anything. Right. Because you're in the list as the architect. Like, you could have been trying to hide these pages. Mm -hmm. To clear your own name. To clear your own name. The burnt page with your name on it. Yeah, that makes sense. Right. So that your family... We'll be safe in the future. The cipher page is ripped out too, but like maybe that just went into somebody else's pocket mm-hmm. and you're going to make Bill Booth the fall guy. Yeah. Like, or maybe you're like, oh, I can't find the treasure. Nobody gets the treasure. Yeah. You know, like. You can't have this going into those damn Yankees hands. Right. Right. So. I don't trust, I don't trust anybody uh, mm-hmm. with my grand plans, my grand evil plans. Like this does not prove Gates' innocence at all. No. Not even a little bit. No. Just to be like, see, he was right, there was a treasure. And you're like... Good. What? Okay. But uh, Ben is talking to his dad. He's like, by the way, tell me that story again. Tell me the story of what you heard from... From Grandpa Charles. And he's like, well, Grandpa Charles told me, you know, the last word... You know, he threw the thing in the fire, he got shot. The last words were the debt that all men pay. And he goes, the debt that all men pay. Oh, good. What? That's five leathers. And he wanders off. And so the cipher... Is death. Is death. The word death. The word death. He's like, hey, Riley, try the word death. And he's like, boop, boop, boop. And so they find the letters labu, something, something, mm-hmm. la, something, something. And it turns out it's Laboulet's lady. Like, oh, okay, cool. What's that mean? Um, It's Laboulet was the guy that did the Statue of Liberty. So. Right. There's, he's like, oh, so the next clue's in the Statue of Liberty? He's like, well, 
kind of kind of one of the Statue of Liberties. Right. There are many. There are three of them. Only one he calls his lady. And that's, oh, okay. And that's in Paris. So we're just going to instantly travel to Paris. Yeah. This is post 9-11. All right. Yes. Yes, it is. So just getting an international flight instantly from, say, Washington, D.C. to Paris. It's not nothing. It's I not mean, nothing. It's still a non-visa country. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, it's not gonna, like you can be there tomorrow. You, uh, well, I mean, so advantages, he is rich. Mm-hmm. So he could pull some strings. He probably had to, like, pre-check or whatever. Right. He's on TSA pre-check. Yeah, he's fine. How does that man pass TSA pre-check? Oh, yeah, you stole fair. the Declaration of Independence. It'll be fine. You're flagged for advanced <laughs> security screening anytime you try to leave the country, I'm sure. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see this as being, uh... Any, <laughs> no, that's any kind of viable uh, travel plans. So, um, while he's going, Abigail meets up with, with Mitch, with Ed Harris, mm-hmm. and is like, hey, yeah, we're, we're having a good time. Like, we found this little cipher on the page. We're trying to figure stuff out. Like, mm-hmm. it's really exciting. Ben's on the hunt again. And Mitch is not thrilled with this information, but right. also intrigued. Also, like, how did she find him? I think he found her. Yeah. Did he, like, Tinder swipe her? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, it, I, th- it was unclear. Is this a date? Is <laughs> I mean, they're meeting was, at, like, a restaurant. Was this with, an like, appointment? Lightning. Bo- both of them are, like, drinking wine. Like. Yeah, it's really weird. It's, it's, it's in the middle. It's not a professional engagement, but it's not a date. I don't know. That's all. Yeah. It, it's but also, weird. Abigail, get yourself out there. Like. I mean, yeah, but she's just like, there's a lot of information out there that she's just like, boop, 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 boop. I've been kidnapped so many times, but it's fine. I just tell everybody every fucking thing. Like. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that I would be so open uh, with semi-strangers if I were her. No, I would, I would definitely try to avoid it. <laughs> but anyway. But you know, she's just out there. And so Ben calls her, and she's like, oh, yeah, La Boulele, yeah, yeah. So that, and, like, Mitchell overhears her, and they're like, okay. Also, they find out La Boulele was a mason, because of course he fucking was. Yes, yes. I mean, they don't find it out, but, like... Yeah. They're like, he was a mason. Yeah, and so, and, like, at one point, uh, Ben's like, yeah, masons put, like, clues on everything. And Riley looks up and goes, did you learn that from my book? And Ben just, like, turns around and gives him, like, the biggest eye roll... It's like, yeah, anyway. <laughs> so Ben and Riley head off to France. And they're looking at these little Statue of Liberty by the Eiffel Tower mm-hmm. um, with a like helicopter, remote control helicopter. It would totally be like one of those like quadricopter drones. Right, nowadays, a little but, baby drone. But they didn't have those in 2008. So right. it's a remote control helicopter. And they find an embedded clue on the torch. Right. So on the torch, there is writing. Yeah. It's not even hidden. No, it's just on the torch. And it's a poem. But, but, you know, she's far away. She's, like, on the water. But still, I feel like she's been restored a few times. She's been looked at. Somebody would have noticed. Oh, yeah, 100%. Down. And they'd be like, I don't know, man. People just like poetry and shit. But it's a poem about these resolute twins and stuff like that. I'm not, I didn't write the whole thing mm-hmm. down. Uh, they get some help translating from... 
the French guards, police guards that come up. Right, they're like, hey, you can't, you can't be here, like, with your little drone. That's not, that's not chill. You're loud and you're obnoxious and you're American. Mm -hmm. So, like, we don't like any of this. Right, also. Yeah, no. And so they figure out, it's talking about the resolute desks. Mm -hmm. Plural. Mm -hmm. Um, The HMS Resolute was a ship from, that got stranded. It was a British ship. We gave it back. Yes. And then when we gave it back, they turned the timbers of the deck or of the ship into two desks. desks uh, and one of the desks is in DCE. One of the desks is in London. The Resolute desk is the presidential desk mm-hmm. um, in the Oval Office. If you ever seen the photo of JFK's Junior crawling around underneath the desk with the, like the little door that FDR put in, mm-hmm. um, that's, that's the Resolute, the Resolute desk. desk. Uh, it's been used by like everybody. Mm-hmm. And the Queen's study has a smaller resolute desk. It's what's. I would think it'd be the same size. If I was the Queen and I'd be like, I commission desks. It'd be. Well, my desk is... would be bigger or they would be the same size. Hers is a different style. It's a completely different style. Like, hers is really a writing desk. Like, mm-hmm. it's got long, slender legs. It doesn't have cabinets underneath of it. It's smaller. The. Resolute desk in the TC is like this giant ass, like <laughs> it's a big executive desk. desk. Right, you can roll out war plans. Yeah, exactly. So and the Queen's desk, you can just write a strongly worded email. Yeah. So they're like, well, London's closer, so let's go there first. And great. So meanwhile, we find our FBI guy who's realizing that Ed Harris's character is in fact like some sort of like black market antiquities dealer he's really shady as fuck right he does all this like black ops shit but he is like descended from this like wilkinson guy who was part one of the possible conspirators so you know so that part is true that part's true i mean how many descendants of you know patrilineal descendants of civil war people like i always find it interesting like there's a lot when you find two people in history that you can define were in the same room together mm-hmm. and their descendants are in the same room together, I'm actually kind of fascinated You're like, by whoa, that. That's pretty the world cool. is so small. Yeah. I mean, granted, you, you exponentially go up. So like five generations ago, there's two, four, eight, 16, 32. Right, right. You know, descendants or ancestors Mm -hmm. so as you keep going it gets more and more probable that they were friends or the same person but still it's kind of wild but what are the odds right what are the odds and as they're saying yeah this guy's shady and and sketchy right and the fbi guy's like why would an antiquities dealer all of a sudden bring forth uh this page that is surely worth a lot of money to a private collector who he has access to. Uh, yeah. This doesn't make any sense. And admittedly, it doesn't. And it doesn't. So, as he's pondering this, Dad gets home. Dad Patrick. Gets, Patrick Gates gets home and gets knocked the fuck out. Mm-hmm. And what it is, is it's Wilkinson's team... They take a cell phone and clone it. Oh my god, the cloning of the cell phone. Yes. It is so great. Uh, it's got like a graphics and it's like 30% cloned. <laughs> like... <laughs> like somebody wrote this program specifically just to clone cell phones. It's so great. It is and it's like boop, boop, boop. Like phone successfully cloned. Have a nice day. Like it's 
wild. <laughs> it is just, it's not how phone cloning works. Not that I do it. But also, so let me just say, the concept of this is that now whenever the cell phone rings, Ed Harris can flip open his cell phone and, and just, just listen. Just listen in like you're on, like, like, a, like, like you're on the other line in a house. Right, right, right. That's... Is that how cell phone cloning works? It would not be how that works. Like, I don't know enough about the process, but I can't imagine that's how it works. Because you're, whenever the cell signal goes out, it's like, hey, where's this phone with this SIM card? Mm -hmm. And it finds you and says, oh, here's your call. And it makes the connection and you flip open your phone and you take the call. And then it's not looking for a second phone. Because mm-hmm. there shouldn't be a second phone. It's not how that works. I don't know, man. But in this movie, it has to be how it works. Right. That's how Ed Harris is going to be able to, like, right. so it, read their email. Ed Harris tracks all of the dad's uh, contacts. Right. Texts and phones and, you know, email. So then Ben and Riley roll up into London. And they're just trying to figure out <laughs> how to break into the Queen's zero fucking game like i don't i don't understand how they became treasure hunters at all they are just like we're here let's do this like we're just gonna roll up into buckingham palace to get to the queen's office and look at the desk cool right everybody's like yeah seems seems like a plan cool and then this is when dad calls and it's like patrick calls and is like uh i just got knocked the fuck out uh, but nothing's missing, as far as I know. I'm like, you live in a hoarder palace. like Right, I'm sure there's something missing. Something's gotta be missing. He's like, but like... Don't worry, it's I'm, fine, it's I'm fine. fine. Dad, you fine. need to call the police. No, I didn't call the police. They don't do shit. Yeah, because you never call them. Like, call the police. And he's like, well, uh, okay, I'm, I'll figure it out. And you see Ed Harris listening from Liberty Island in front of the thing going... Ah, Paris, then London, Resolute Deaths. Cool. Thanks for the legwork. I got this. We got to go to London. Mm-hmm. So, Ben and Riley roll up in Buckingham Palace. Riley gets this whole fucking computer system set up in a bathroom stall. Yeah, he just has a briefcase full of computer shit. Yeah. That he just, like, it's, like, cell phones and, like, cameras and stuff. And a router. And he's, like, just gluing it to the walls. Yeah, I don't know why he needs to glue it to the walls. Like, I could build that all into a backpack. Like, <laughs> you don't need a, you don't need the walls. Right, right. Maybe not 2008, Adam, because, you know, yes. technology was a little... Bulkier. Bulkier and weirder. But, like, I have totally, like, deployed entire, like, questionable Wi-Fi solutions for our like Cub Scout mm-hmm. Pinewood Derby, like using just shit I have around the house, like it's true, it's true. Um, but he builds it all in a bathroom stall, so good for him. Ben, on the other hand, is outside and he's going to be like the loud, obnoxious guy. So he like kind of douses himself in booze. Right, he like puts it on like it's fucking perfume. Yeah, because <laughs> he he wants to be his goal is to get kind of make a scene. Mm-hmm. And then Abigail shows up, and he's like, oh, fuck. He's like, Abigail, what are you doing here? And she's like, well, I heard you might need some help. And he's like, I don't need your help. I don't need you at all. And she's like, yeah, that's a problem. You never need me. You can never admit when you need help. You get it over your head, and then you're just like, all bluster and bravado and bullshit. 
and they start having this huge knockdown drag out fight mm-hmm. about how immature Ben is and how Abigail's no fun. And the the security comes up and they're like, you, you gotta go. You guys need to leave. And then Nick just absolutely insults everything British. Just balls to the wall. <laughs> like, slides down the banister. And they're like, oh yeah, you're coming with us. <laughs> like, has a redonkulous Cockney accent. So, um, he gets thrown in these, like, holding cells. And he's like, Abigail, that was great, thanks. When did you know we were fake arguing? She's like, were we? I mean... I understand that you were fake arguing. About halfway through, but also... Oh, you're an ass. Everything I said was true. <laughs> He's like, yeah, we, we'll, we'll deal with that. Uh, but Abigail, yeah, she has some outboards anyway. Um, and so Ben's like, hey, Riley. And she's like, I fucking knew he was here somewhere. It's like, can you let us out of these? He's like, yep, yeah, 10 seconds. And he opens the gate, you know, the electronic... Mm-hmm, the little holding cell. Cell, lets them out, and they kind of walk their way through. And Abigail's like, I'm coming with you. He's like, the hell you are? And she's like... Either I come with you or I rat you out. Like, your call. Mm-hmm. Like, we gotta, we, we hang together, we hang separate. So let's, let's do this. And, um, so they get to the service elevator, they get upstairs, they find- The service the, elevator is really small. It's like a little dumbwaiter, really. Yeah, it's like a dumbwaiter. It's not really big enough for people, it's big enough for stuff. Yeah. But they ride it up to the queen's study. With a giant, um, like, floral, floral arrangement. Because yeah. if you're carrying floral arrangement, then you're like, I'm supposed to bring these flowers over here. But if you don't have the floral arrangement, people are like, what are you doing? Yes. Why are you here? Right. And then you So it was, it was smart of him to grab it. Yeah, it was good. Um, and so they find the Resolute desk and they're like, awesome. It's a little desk. Cute. What are we looking for? And um, Ben Gates crawls underneath and is like, oh, it's signed by this guy that makes puzzle- Chinese puzzle boxes. And Riley's like, oh, yeah, sounds legit. So this thing's probably a puzzle box. Let's figure it out. And it turns out each of the drawers has, like, markers on it. Mm-hmm. So it's basically a combination lock. Right. It's a four-number combination lock. Yeah. Not even that exciting. And the number's, like, 1876. Right. And they're like, let's try, like, the year uh, the queen was, was inaugurated. And you're like, nope, not that. What's on the What was on the torch number? 1876. Let's try that. It literally is like the second number they try. Right. And it opens a secret drawer and they find this like weird Incan Aztec like panel mm-hmm. that's got like glyphs on it. And they're like, oh, shit. Oh, this is like pre-Columbian. Like, yeah, this is amazing. Latin American uh, glyphs. Who even knows what this says? So Ben's first instinct is to shove it down the back of his pants. Right. While- Just fucking takes it. And Abigail, meanwhile, is, like, closing the desk up real nice and not hiding it that they were ever there so they right. can get out without getting Nick arrested. Nick just walks a fucking way. Yeah. Like, oh, the drawers are open. The secret door is open. He just walks away. If Abigail wasn't there. <sighs> He'd be busted. He would be busted so hard. And then Riley, like, just throws all the alarms and just makes fucking Camp Palace freak the hell out. Right. So. Lots everyone, of distraction. Everyone has, like, a fire alarm and they evacuate and. Everybody gets out. Riley, Abigail, and Ben assemble together in front. We're like, okay, good. Good thing. We stole the thing. They're waving it around, talking about it, and Ed Harris is right. there. There's like, it's it's not hidden at all. Right. Like, he's not like, I got it in my shirt. I'm not taking it out right now until we're in a safe place. Let's he's get to the hotel. He's no like, no, look at this. Should we serve drinks on top of it? Like. Yeah, it'd be a great chartreuse report. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, zero chill. Nick so, Cage has zero chill in this movie. <laughs> so Wilkinson sees them. Ben sees Wilkinson. 
And they're like, oh shit, gotta And at go. this point, they're like, oh shit, maybe we shouldn't be so cavalier. So then there's a car chase through London. Yes. Yes. A and, car chase through London. Yeah. And eventually it ends up with Ben and Ed talking to each other on the phone, mm-hmm. like taunting each other. And so they're trying to figure out how to like get a photo of this. And Abigail has a phone, but her camera's broken, so they can't take a photo of it. And so they have to drive through like a red light camera right. with Nick Cage holding it. Mm-hmm. Nick Cage is holding it up to the window as the red light camera takes a picture of it. And they're like, that's great. Let's go. And they they take it and throw it into the, the river. Yes. Um, so that Ed and his team will be like, okay, it's in the river. Let's go get it. Right. And they can use that distraction to escape. And, um, and... Nick's like, all right, so, Riley, I need you to hack into the red light camera database for the London PD and get me that photo. And he's like, really? He's like, yeah, you can do that, right? He's like, yeah, but I'm just annoyed that you assume that I can and will. Right. I'll get right on that. You didn't even ask me. Also, that's a damn good faith in the quality of the cameras used (laughs) by. Yes. Used by the PD. Yeah. Absolutely. But this was part of the fight that Abigail had with him. It was like, you don't ever ask me. You just assume. Like, mm-hmm. and even though you're right a lot of the time, it's real fucking annoying. Um, and Riley's like, yeah, and it's annoying that you just, like, assumed that I could. It's not that I can't. I definitely can. <laughs> yeah, but, like, don't put me in the position where But yeah, I can't say yeah, no. Yeah, PD cameras. Like, what part of your DMV license experience makes you think that they have good enough cameras that you can read fucking ancient glyphs at high speed. Yeah. And, like, you gotta angle it right, like, and get it in the right spot. And yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Uh, I won't name the company, but we do printing for companies that do the, like, gotcha letters for, uh-huh. like, what we did but for a while. But you print the letters. We print the letters. But but, but, we, but we, not the photos. Well, no, the photo is part of the letter. Mm. It's part of what we print. Um, well, they print it. They use our software to do it. And they did. I don't think we do it anymore. Because mm-hmm. they're, it's complicated. It, they, they're not allowed to do it in a lot of places anymore. Oh. Because it's, like, unconstitutional and shit. Yeah, because it's sneaky. Anyway. But, like, the photos we would get, like, the photograph would be, like, it it looks like the worst quality cell phone photo <laughs> of a license plate, which is the confirmation, like, this is your license plate. And then, like, this is the person in the driver's seat. Mm-hmm. And all of them just look like fucking Grimace. And, like, unless, yeah, exactly. And they're like, unless you can prove this isn't you, mm-hmm. like, this was your car, therefore you are responsible. If you want to rat someone else out and be like, yeah, that was my cousin Billy. Right. Then, like, that's on you. You got to make some phone calls. But otherwise, just send us, like, 150 bucks and this whole thing goes away. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's it's kind of extortion, which is why it's not really constitutional. But anyway. like but those only in not... some states, because that's the constitution marks. Yeah. Uh, is it? Yikes, no. man. Anyway, I'm, uh, that's not a great day to be talking about constitutional shit. It, it is not. But anyway. Anyway. Um, but anyway, yeah, those photos were not going to get you no. uh, archive quality pictures right. of the glyphs. Were, were there, like, jots and tittles and, like, different 
like angles that mean different things. Like this is this is a very complex pre-Columbian language. Like yeah, no, it's, no, that's not happening. But they get back to America and show Dad this photo, and he's like, "Oh, I recognize that symbol for Cibola." And they're like, "What the fuck, Cibola?" And you know, Ben Gates is like, "Oh, it's the lost city. Of it's gold. the lost city of gold." So like this whole thing about like how the Spanish ship crashed and like this one guy survives. They took him to the city of gold because well, the one guy survived because their... he helped them. Yeah, he helped them, and so they took him to the city of gold. And then everybody and their brother wanted to find it. Like that was what Custer was looking for at the end of this time. Like it's all this stuff, and they're like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, it's it's the city of gold," and. So we've got to figure out what this thing says. And Ben's like, we have to talk to her. And like leans on the her. Mm-hmm. And dad's like, fuck no. No, absolutely not. I will die. And It's been 32 years. I ain't going. And this, you can't make me. And this, will, and this will die with me. It's Ben's mom. It is Ben's mom. Who is played by? Dame Helen Mirren. Not being Damish. She's being very American. <laughs> she's British-ish. Yeah, she's got a little bit there. She's like that mid-Atlantic accent. And as soon as dad and mom are in the same room together, they start this argument about toothbrushes that they were having like 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. And Ben is just like, yep. Oh my God, nothing this changes. Is, this is why my entire emotional depth <laughs> is completely <laughs> fucked. Yes. These yes. two right here. And as they're getting arguing, Ben's like, hey, hey, I got this really cool photo I need you to look at. She's like, ooh, is those ooh, the Colombians? <laughs> I and, love glyphs. she's like, this is a, some bullshit treasure hunt. No, I'm like, oh, God, no. No, not No, at all. we gave no. up treasure hunts long ago. This is really academic. And so she starts reading it, and she's like, fucking says Sibylla. This, the, this, it's the city of gold, or maybe the center of the world. Who knows? But, like, you're fucking looking for a treasure. And like, yeah, we got his mom. And it's like let and the 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 translation is like let the bird take you by the hand and take you to the center of Earth. She's like that makes no fucking sense. But also, there's only half of it. She's he's like, of course it's only half of it. Resolute twins gotta get the other half. Right. Where's the other half? In the Oval Office. In the White House. So we're just gonna have to break into the White House. And no big get, deal. No big no deal. No big deal. MBD. It's fine. We've already stolen the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> we've broken into Buckingham Palace. How hard can it be? To just walk into the White House Oval Office. And it turns out, not that hard. So their plan is that Abigail is going to hang out with her, maybe sometimes, date Ty Burrell. Yep, Connor. White House guy. So it's the Easter egg roll. Mm -hmm. So somehow they score tickets to that. Well, because he asked her if she wanted to go. And she was like, I don't know, maybe, you know, like. Yeah, but she ends up going and bringing Ben as her plus one, which Connor is like, oh, not what I meant. Right. So you're here with your ex-husband, your ex-boyfriend. Not weird at all. Yeah. I'm glad you're still friends. And then, uh, what does that mean for like our very tenuous new, relationship, like tenuous burgeoning relationship? I have uh, questions. Yeah, our, none yeah. of which I'm going to ask right. at a work function, right? Because it's it's also like early days, you know. Like, yeah, like <laughs> did, wait is is this the kind of relationship you and Ben have? Because like, right, like, right? Are you are you guys poly? Like. like I mean, we just need to discuss some boundaries and some expectations. I need to know what's going on. 
And, uh, and I and that and then I will be able to like decide if that's something I want to be part of or not. While he's swimming for these questions, Ben's just like Ben and Abigail like kind of manipulate him because Ben's like, yeah, he can't do it. And she's like, he totally could do it if he wanted to. What's that? Get us into the Oval Office. We have a question. We have a bet writing on it, and he's like, I could totally get you in the fucking Oval Office. And, and like, Abigail's see? like, see, told you so. So he totally gets him in the Oval Office, mm-hmm. which they're totally not supposed to be. They would get shot so many times, probably. It's an empty Oval Office. Yeah. Nobody's there. It's not like they keep things there. True. Like That's all in the West Wing. It, it is it's like, ceremonial. Yeah, it it is basically like a museum. So, like, yes, it is important, but there's not, I don't believe, anything of, like, national security no. importance there when no one's there. I assume, like, that's all in the West Wing and, like, the working side of the office, like... Right, right. This is just the museum part of yeah. the house where you're, like... Oh, we gotta... Because you can get tours. The... You can get tours of the Oval Office. We gotta go meet the ambassador from, like... Right, you just... You Zimbabwe. just sign up. You just so, sign like, up, and then you can walk in it. Like, so the president will go up to the big Oval Office, which has the view of the, you know, the monuments and stuff mm-hmm. out the window, shake some hand, take some photos... And then be like, all right, cool, thanks, guys. And then go back go back right, to work downstairs. Right. So they're up there, and Ben needs to look at the desk. So Abigail needs to distract Connor. Yes. Which she does by losing an earring. Right. Uh, yeah, and that was Nick's idea. Everybody's like, oh, my God, did you lose one of your earrings? And she's like, oh, my God, I did. Well, she was like a full, like, the camera's straight on her face, and you see her hands go up to both of her ears, which both have earrings in them. Uh-huh. And she comes down with... One of them missing. She's like, right. oh my gosh, I did. Thank thank God that those were like clip-on earrings or something. I don't know how, but yeah. Yeah, they, they had to have been clip-on earrings. And Ben's like, I'll look back here behind the Resolute desk. And Connor's like, I don't... Yeah, that seems like a good idea. And Connor's like, I don't think she was back there. And Abigail just grabs him by the other hand and says, will you help me? And like, does that thing where you like push your arms together to like put your <laughs> boobs out front and center? And right. he's like... Distracted he's like, and short circuits sure. his whole brain. Definitely, definitely, I will help you find your earring. And so she's like crawling around on the floor, like very sexily. sexily yeah, you know, a lot of cleavage, a lot of like just all tits and ass, all tits and ass. Yeah, and Con- Connor's here for it, here for it, and distracted. While Nick Cage enters, you know, figures out which drawers are used to do the combo of the Resolute Desk. Pops out the side, pushes the button, gets the, like, secret compartment. He's like, yeah, and it's gone. And it's empty. And Fuck. in its place is burned, the wood is burned. With a seal. With the presidential seal. Kind of. But, but yeah, we we'll get there. Yeah. And so, big smooches from Abigail because they find it as he's Like, oh my god, you found my earring. Thank you so much. And Ben's able to get the desk back together. Like, yep, let's go. And they just bail. And Connor is super confused about what the fuck just happened. He's like, that seems great. So. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. So. There was a symbol. They meet Riley outside. And they're like, there's a symbol stamped in the drawer. It looked like the presidential seal. He's like, wait, 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 wait. And Ben had taken a photo of it with his Mm -hmm. cell phone. Because Ben's camera phone worked. I think they made sure everybody's camera phone okay. worked. Maybe they, they stopped by Verizon after... When they got, when they got back after, to America, they went to a kiosk in the mall. 
I got new phones. <laughs> I got Everybody's new phones. got a new fucking cell phone <laughs> with a working camera. Thank you very much. That I guess that makes more sense. <laughs> and Riley's like, oh, I know this symbol. It's the symbol of the president's book. Right. The secret book of the president's. So apparently every president has been writing more and more information into this book. Since, like, there's some weird, like... Uh, Rutherford for B. Hayes or something like that. There's chose, a name drop Rutherford for B. Hayes. Really? They chose they chose a very random president uh, to start this book. Yeah, but it's all the secrets that um, only the presidents need to know. Like who really shot JFK? What's at Area Fifty One? The truth about UFOs and Bigfoot mm-hmm. and all this other shit. And he's like, yeah, it's in my book. And. So then the Ben goes up to the FBI guys like, hey, I need to see the president's book of secrets. And the FBI guy's like, the hell are you talking about? That's not about? a thing. But let's take a walk by the duck pond. And so they go out into the pond and the FBI guys say, all right, so here's the deal. You happen to ask the one guy who knows anything about this. Yeah, there's a book, but I can't talk to you about it in there because in there I'm an FBI guy. Out here I'm just some dude and also no one else is listening. So. So, yeah, it exists. But the only person who knows... Uh, where it is is the president, and good luck having him talk to you about where it is. Like, you're going to need to get him alone without any of his handling. You're like... Good luck. Just give it up, buddy. Yeah, I, I don't think you're going to be able to pull this off. Ben's like, fuck. So then they all meet back up at Ben's dad's house. Mm-hmm. And Ben's like, goes on this whole rant about Lincoln and how before the Civil War, it was, you know, the president the United States... Are and the then after the United States are after the Civil War, it's the United States is honestly that shift started in about the War of eighteen twelve. Mm-hmm. Actually, you start seeing that. So, um, so it was kind of complete by the time but it became one nation. Yeah, under, under Lincoln, he Lincoln. says. And so we've got to do my dad, my ancestor, proud. I'm like that was a jump. So <laughs> we're obviously going to have to kidnap. The president of the United States. Right. That is, I was like, that was an even bigger fucking That is jump. the next logical conclusion. So, conveniently, president's birthday is coming up. Right. And of course, they have a big party for the president's birthday. And so, they start a rumor that the site of the president's current party mm-hmm. was used for Klan meetings back in the day. So, is the president being insensitive about that? And they're like, is right, it true? Right. And it's like, does it matter? Does like, it matter? Like, the yeah, the jury of public opinion is fast and furious. So, so like, yeah. maybe we just pivot. It's not even worth uh, fighting this fight. So let's find somewhere else. So the crew is booking up every other party venue that's security rated mm-hmm. in D.C. Except for Mount Vernon, because they want to get him to Mount Vernon. So eventually, he schedules it for Mount Vernon. Question. Question. If you're worried that maybe your birthday party site was clan affiliated. Yeah. Is Mount Vernon really the best place? Is Vernon to step down? I mean, they they considered Monticello. <laughs> like, yeah. That, that was on their like, Monticello's also booked. And you're like, yeah. Yeah. There's not, there's, there's. I feel like everywhere is somewhat problematic. Like all of Virginia is like. Ooh, you gotta be careful. Maybe not. Maybe move your party to Kansas City. Yeah, maybe just like 
have it at the White House. Yeah. It's just like out in the backyard, like nobody's going to be like, what? How dare he go to the White House? I mean, Kansas became a state so that it could abolish slavery. Like mm-hmm. Kansas is bloody Kansas. Kansas is the most abolitionist state. In the I'm, union. I mean, I would say West Virginia is seceding from the secession, but also... That was to fuck Virginia. That, was that really had nothing a, to do with slaves. <laughs> it really was. It's true. Anyway, so they're at Mount Vernon, and Gates puts on a dry suit. Not a wetsuit, but a dry suit, so he mm-hmm. can wear a tux under it and crash the party in a, t- a tux. Right, and he's like, one day I'll wear this tux to a party I'm actually invited in. But that day is not today. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, no, you won't. No one is inviting Ben Gates to a party after his shenanigans. No, absolutely not. Also, how does he, like, He, I feel like he would show up and the the entire Secret Service would be like, that fucker? Right. Somebody take him down. Right, we got a tail, we got a tail on him. Like, at least we are watching him. You yeah. know, like, it's not, you. it's not a casual, hey, what's up? Yeah. So he breaches the perimeter. It gets to the president and it's like, hey, I wanted to show you something. I brought something really cool. This is some of the original drawings of Mount Vernon. And he's like, no way. I, did you know I was an architectural history major at Yale? And he's like, I did not know that. He's <laughs> like, he totally knew that. Yeah. Also, he has a piece of paper that's 200 years old. Just, and it's just like wadded up in his pocket, folded 400 times. Nah, dude. Oh. Uh, anyway. <laughs> But the president's like, hey, this looks like there's some sort of hidden underground tunnel. He's like, yeah, we, it's no on ever, this map and no one could ever no find it. No one ever found it. I'm like, bullshit. Ground you know, penetrating radar was 110% a thing. Yeah, yeah. You know you know how many times they have, like, redone uh, various, like, sewer lines? And... Yeah. That place... Well, nah, dude. That's an active archaeological site. Like, I'm sure... Yeah. They've done everything. Just not, dude. So they decide to go down and look for it in, like, this weird part of the cellar. Right. You want to go look for it? The yeah. hidden cave? He's like, sounds great. Let's do this. Yeah. So they go down and they look for it. And it's, like, this one little room. And the president's like, hey, you guys just wait up here. I'm pretty sure there's no threats to me inside this super tiny room with the guy that stole the Declaration of Independence. Right. I have nothing to fear. Nothing to fear I, here. I, I am not an ancient document. Therefore... I, I should am be safe. Fine. He brought his own ancient <laughs> document this time. He's not stealing any of mine. Right. I don't even have ancient documents. So it, it'll be good. Let's go. So they go into this little alcove in the cellar and they do find a secret passageway. They figure it out. Mm-hmm. And they get. And, and it quote unquote closes behind them. Yes. And so the Secret Service, they kind of hear it and they hear the door close and they look in there. President's gone. They're like, oh, fuck. Oh, we lost the president. Oh, shit. I had one goddamn job. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Craig, the guy that's like... Poor Craig. He was right next to the president when he disappeared. Like, you're you're going to be, like, chasing down our, you know, like, counterfeit currency in, like, Montana because of this. So, sorry, Craig. Wherever you poor, ended up. Poor Craig. Um, and Gates turns on the president's like, listen, you tell me about the book of secrets. And he's like, I know. No, I don't. Like, you just kidnapped the president. Do you realize that's a big deal? Like, <laughs> You're going to go to jail for so long. <laughs> Ben's like, listen, I saw the seal in your desk. He's like, you were going through my fucking desk? Like, okay, seriously, dude, we need to talk about boundaries. Like, Also, it's been your desk for, what, two years? Like, 
It's not your desk. You are renting it from America, fucker. Fair, <laughs> but like I would still be offended. And so Ben Gates gives this whole big speech about like America and loving your country and doing what's right and rising to the occasion and being the kind of president you need to be. And the president's is like, shut the fuck up and get me out of this cave. Okay, man. <laughs> so they get out of the cave and get, president leans over like this. And here's the deal. There is a book. The book is real. Here's a number to find it. And uh, it's at the Library of Congress. Right. He's like, where else do you keep a book? Library of Congress. Uh, also, while you're looking at your shit, can you figure out what the hell's going on on page 47 for me? Be a personal favor. I'll see you later. Right, right. So he's like, here's here's the number to look it up. And you'll also need to know this number. Yeah. So he gives him like 10 numbers. Which Ben just takes. And Ben's like, got it. No problem. Um, and then they split ways. Yeah, and he's like, uh, yeah, you. I'm sure you don't mind if we split ways here. And he's like, you just kidnapped the president of the United States. And I can't tell them what you're going to do. So, like, so best you, of luck, sir. You need to pull... Because I think he's, he, told, he told him what the plan was. Yeah. He's like, I need to find the lost city of gold. The plan... Because the, the idea was that the South was going to find the lost city of gold. And rise again. And rise again. So I need to find it before they do. Because yeah. it's 2008. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I would like to tell you that there are people that there are not people know. that believe the South is no, rising again. No, there definitely are. But I don't I don't know how finding the last city of gold will be will be like, oh, never mind, we were wrong about racism. Like, no, it's I don't, not happening. I don't think that's gonna be like, oh, I see the light now. Yeah. Also, like, as they're splitting ways, the FBI gets the call, mm -hmm. and, like, FBI guys, like, fucking Gates. Like, as soon as he hears the president's been kidnapped, he's like, it's gotta be Ben Gates. <laughs> right. He's the only guy who does this shit all the time. <laughs> so, Ben and crew run mm -hmm. off to the Library of Congress and, like, go up to the shelves where it should be the location. There's a couple of punch codes they have to type in to get through, Right, to get like, to that room or doors. whatever. And then they go to the spot on the shelf, and it's not there. Mm -hmm. It's between books. It's between books. And it's missing. It's missing. But then they notice there's like a combo lock that they're able to roll behind the Behind the books. Yeah. So they pull out the books, and behind the books is a locked cabinet thing. Thing. I think it's like built to the bottom of the shelf or mm -hmm. something. They enter the combo, and this little hatch drops, and they're able to pull the book out mm -hmm. and like take photos of the book. Right. And then put it back. Mm-hmm. And then something happens where uh, Abigail and Riley have to leave before right. Ben sends Nick them does. along. Okay, and they're running through, and then Ben's trying to like climb out on the roof and like do some like parkour shit to escape. Right, right, because he had to take pictures of of all this stuff, and then also whatever was on page forty seven. Mm -hmm. So they managed to escape though, mm -hmm. barely. And get to safety. And what Ben discovered in the Book of Secrets was the Queen had written a letter that basically said, Hey, Confederacy, here's where you find a shit ton of gold. Right, right. If you can win this, if you can win this war, America will be weaker. And that's better for Britain. Which is true. Also, like, maybe you can cut us in on that sweet cotton profits. Like, right, hook us up. Hook us up. Hook a bitch up with yeah. some cotton. And also, there was a secret commission to destroy landmarks and monuments in the Black Hills, Project Rushmore. 
And you're like, mm-hmm. holy shit, Mount Rushmore was just like a cover-up? Like, it was. It was. Well, guess what? We gotta go. Right. And at one point uh, in the book, they were like, oh, uh, this person found the tablet. Like, we took a picture, and then we destroyed it. Yeah. And so Ben Gates is able to take a photo of the picture of the picture of the tablet mm-hmm. and send it to his mom and is like, cool, like, I'll be there to talk about this in a Translate minute. Translate this. Or it sends it to his dad, actually. And it's like, get this to mom. Mm-hmm. And Ed Because he doesn't have his mom's phone number? I guess. But Ed Harris intercepts it and is like, oh, thanks, Ben. And also goes to mom's. He gets there first. Right. And he's like, hey, so your husband's about to come in and ask for a translation of this photo. And I need you to lie to him and get rid of him as fast as possible. And then you and me are going to talk. If you don't, I'm going to kill him. And also possibly you. So, like, do that. Right. Do a good job. So dad comes in and she does exactly that. She gets rid of him. And he's like, okay, well, thanks for that. But I think we know what we need to know. I think we're heading out to Rushmore. So, like, you want to come with us? She's like, God, no. She's, he's like, okay, well, cool. Like, mm-hmm. later. Yeah, bye for now. Well, and she gives him a quote-unquote fake reading, but also laced with, like, inside jokes. Yeah. She does a really good job. And also, Dad is, like, kind of sort of trying to patch up. He's like, yeah. Like, he's kind of coming on, like, a right. little softer. He's, he's he like, can detect I... some things off. Well, and he's like, I realized that our relationship ending was not one-sided. That, like, I was not innocent. And she's like, damn right. Damn right. Wow. Like, Big I... revelation from you. Right. I, uh, yes, yes, I fell in love with you on a treasure hunt. But then we had Ben, and someone had to stay home with him and make sure that, you know, he was raised properly. And it sure as fuck wasn't you. Like, and he's like, everything I ever did, I did for this family. And she's like, doesn't it occur to you that I also gave up shit for this family? I did. Like, and honestly, I gave up a lot more than you. So, like, get the fuck out of my office. So, fuck you and the horse you rode it on. And so dad's like, all right, fine. So he's like, (laughs) I'm gonna go. And Ed Harris comes out, he's like, bravo on that. Getting rid of him was great. By the way, uh, do you know this letter from Victor- Queen Victoria to uh, the Confederacy telling them about this whole thing and all that? Yeah, I'm going to light it in fire in front of you just so you can show, because I've memorized it. And now right. the only key to unlocking this whole thing is in my own head. Mm-hmm. So I'm vital. So let's uh, let's head out. So they go to Mount Mushroom. Mm-hmm. Ed and Mom are going up the, the like, stairs there, and Abigail and Riley are there, and then Ben and Dad, and they all meet up, and then the henchmen meet up, and everybody's kind of, like, in this right, weird, big awkward party. Big party. thing. And Ben's like, listen, you can have all the treasure that we're going to find if you just let everyone else go. And Riley and Abigail are like, the fuck let this guy negotiate again? <laughs> Why? Why does he get to be the spokesperson? Yeah. <laughs> He's the worst. So Ed's like, cool, let's roll. And he rolls up with Abigail and Riley and Ben and mom and dad. Nobody got let go. Well, yeah. So he just doesn't have any weapons. Part of part of uh, Ben's negotiation is, but you're not bringing your goons and you're not mm. bringing a gun. Yeah. So... And he's like... I mean, sure, man, but also I don't need a gun. Yeah. 
So they crawl over the backside of the Mount Rushmore, and they're like, okay, it's only, the next clue is only visible with the cloudless rain, so it must mean we have to get the rocks wet. So they just start randomly splashing water, water on rocks. <laughs> right. They have six water bottles to in cover- the Black Hills to cover in all, summer. To cover all of Mount Rushmore. <laughs> but conveniently, they do find one rock that doesn't, that reacts funny. Abigail finds it. Right. And it's got like a petroglyph of an eagle in it. And they're like, this must be it. And, um, and Hera's like, yeah, you got to commit your hand to the heart of the warder, warrior. And Ben's like, what? And like, yeah, you got to reach. There's a hole in There's the like middle. There's like clearly a very, a hole in the heart of the seagull. The eagle. So Ben's like, fine, I'll reach in. And they're like, what if it's a trap? He's like, it's not a trap. Like this, this whole thing's not a trap. So he reaches in and he puts his hand all the way in and then screams. And everyone's like, oh my gosh, what's happening? Oh my gosh, my son. And he's like, I'm just joking. I just assumed a frog ate, like, part of his hand. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Abigail's standing right there. He screams bloody murder, but he's just joking and laughing. But he's got his hand stuck in something. This is a perfect opportunity to punch him in the nose. Absolutely. Absolutely. She should have punched him right in the face. I think everybody on that mountain would have been like... Like, let's take turns, motherfucker. Yeah. Like, it's just, just... Like the scene from Airplane where like... Yeah, what an ass. What an ass. But he does reach in and he pulls like a, a lever. Yes, yeah, so there's a lever inside there that it, opens, of course... A cave. A cave in inside Mount Rushmore. Yeah. So they go down in this cave. It's all ancient stones, cobwebs, dusty, very Indiana Jonesy feeling. Right, very Indiana Jonesy feeling. And then everything is also uh, carved with all these glyphs. And it's very Central America feeling. Mm-hmm. Like, very Mayan, Omlek, like... Yeah. But we're in North Dakota. We're in North Dakota. That's guys, thousands of miles away. Guys, uh, Native Americans were not a monolith. They had many different cultures and languages yeah. that were all separate from mm-hmm. each other. Yeah, like... Just, like, within the Plains region, like, there were at least a ton. I don't know. I'm not an expert. Yeah. There were a bunch. There are a bunch of different glyphs and... and Yeah, different languages, different cultures. Yeah. So, yeah, you can't... Anyway, maybe it's some sort of connection, but... Right, maybe they had, like, an underground railroad, uh, but of, uh, of Native Americans. I don't know. But they get down into this cave, and as soon as they kind of walk past a certain moment, the door slams shut behind them, and they're mm-hmm. like, well, forward now. Like, Ed Harris is just like, yep. So just gotta go forward. forward. He spends the rest of this movie saying, so forward. Yeah. <laughs> At one point, Riley sees a statue and, like, tries to grab it, but it just drops this, like, death platform that puts him on this, like, rude balancing platform. And it's like a 30-minute ordeal. It's so long. It is so long, these, like, jungle puzzles. Mm-hmm. The jungle puzzle part of this movie is is long. Yeah, we're going to skip through, like, most of this. But, like, they have to figure out how to get everybody up onto this ladder that's not quite long enough. And mm-hmm. Right, where, like, the one, the the three have to balance the one, and, and then, then the two, like, balance two balance the one. The one. And then one to one, and then the last one's just gonna get stuck. Just gonna get left behind. And Ed Harris doesn't want to be the last one, so he goes first, mm-hmm. and then finds a dagger, so he's got that in his boot, like, as an extra thing. Sure. Yeah, but they, at one point, they do find, like, this gold statue that they dump onto the platform that helps them like launch 
Nick Cage into the air. So right he at the last, the last minute, at the last minute, and everybody gets saved, and they keep going down. Uh, and also, is this at this at the point where the parents are separate from yeah. the rest of them? And the parents they somehow got separated. Yeah, and they have to do like the Indiana Jones vine swing over a gorge mm-hmm. as like geriatric parents. Yes, yes, it's. But they rekindle their love, which is based on trauma. Everybody's relationship in here is based on trauma. <laughs> Y'all. Like Abigail's got some trauma. Ab- Ab- Abigail and Nick uh, is is uh, based on some trauma. I'm pretty sure Riley and Nick, too. Yeah. And Harris's whole arc is like some background, like familial trauma. Yeah. Like, it's, it's Everybody needs therapy. None of this is healthy. Nobody needs gold. Uh, but they all... Well, so then um, the the Riley, Abigail, Ed, Ben mm-hmm. team find, like, a room where they've got to, like, turn off the water supply. Mm-hmm. And they figure out how to do that. And yeah. then as they do that, the water drains from the room they're in. And they're able to go down to the next room. And the next room is, of course, just a big, giant city of gold. Yes. It's like a giant gold pyramid with other gold pyramids around it. And it's... It's beautiful and amazing. And probably um, worth a ton of money. And then the the parents come in for, through a different way. Yeah, because they came through the, the swing. Mm-hmm. And... So they're also in the City of Gold, and they're like, Ben, you found it! And they're like, Dad, you found it! Yeah, we win! Look at all this gold and, and also, like, cool... Uh, you know, Omelek language stuff. And Mom's, like, super excited, and everybody's excited about history, and Ed Harris is excited that he's doing this for the Wilkinson family. Mm-hmm. Like, you guys were, you knew you were traitors. Like. Right. Like, what are you trying to do here? I, anyway. And they're kind of frolicking around, figuring out when mm-hmm. the gates that they close that stop the water flow start to fail. Right. Which means the whole room's going to fill with water. And they're all going to drown. Unless. Unless. Unless they're able to figure out, they, they go under the main pyramid and there's like another gate that they have to like crank open. Mm-hmm. But if you let go of the crank, it falls. So like they got to figure out how to open the right. gate. Right. They got to keep the gate open so that um, the the room with the tourney thing will flood and it will keep everything else from flooding. Yes. Okay. The room, with the, tur- the room with the turning thing is not that big. No. It, the, well, um, no, if, if they, so if they open the turning thing room, the water will flow out the gate and wash them to wherever they are. And that's a little scary. Okay. So they have to close the gate. Well, if they let go of the turning thing, the gate closes. Right. And then the room with the turning thing fills up with water and they all drown. Everybody in that room will drown. Okay. Uh, in that area will drown. Which isn't necessarily true, because, like, they were able to get out of that, like, there were ways in and out. Like, you could probably swim the water and right. just kind of up, ride it up, up to, through. Up to where the mom and dad came in to Yeah, exactly. The place. You could probably get out. So this is probably not entirely necessary, unless right. none of you can swim. Mm-hmm. So there's this whole big, like, moral posturing bullshit where, like, Nick Cage is going to stay back and tells Abigail, take care of my family. And, you know, like, Ed Harris's care guy is like, I'm going out. Like, you're not letting me die in here. Right. But then, like, it all goes wrong and somehow Ed Harris ends up, like, holding the gate I open. feel like I could watch that scene over and over again. I still don't understand 
how it worked. I have seen that scene like many, many times. <laughs> I can't tell you. Like at one point, like just like a rock falls, knocks the cage forward, knocks Ed Harris backwards. So now Ed Harris is holding the gate open. He's like, well, know, I guess this is it. Yeah. Like, do this for my family. He pivots so hard, so fast. Unearned. It's and then he. So, so wild. Like Nick Cage is like, but no, I have to save you. And I'm like, why? No, that dude was the trying dude to kill was you. trying to kill you literally. Three minutes ago. So, like, Abigail yanks him underneath, and he gets out from underneath the thing, and Ed Harris drops the gate and then drowns Mm -hmm. unnecessarily. Right. But his, like, last words are like, do this for my family. Like, redeem my family name. And he's like, I will, yeah. And they close the door, and then they realize, like, it's like a 30-foot walk outside. They're like bros now. It's very weird. It's very weird. It's very, very weird. Yeah, so so then they have... is it is this the part where it's like the weird water slide shoot where they get to wherever? They just kind of like see a light and they just kind of walk out. <laughs> I'm like, oh. It's very anticlimactic. Yeah. And Ben calls the FBI. And he's like, hey, FBI, I found some gold and shit. Yeah. So he's like, by the way, you also, also federal- may have low-key uh, kidnapped the president. So they get taken to this hangar and the president is fucking there. You just kidnapped the president. You're under severe investigation. And they're like, man, eh, just put you in the room with the president. Okay. Fine. So the truly the only person who is like, the fuck is happening is uh, the Secret Service agent, Craig, yeah. who is like, sir. This man just kidnapped you. <laughs> I, need, I feel the need to remind you this man I feel kidnapped the, I feel the need to remind you that this man kidnapped you, like, It'll be not, fine, not three days ago. And so, he's, and the president's like, so you just proved Thomas Gates is war hero. I'm like, the fuck he did? He, he just proved that there's a pile of gold and right. Gates' name's on a piece of paper. All that you proved, yeah, all that you proved is the gold that Thomas Gates said was there is there. It doesn't prove that he's... A war hero or not at all. Nope. It just proves that the gold he said was there is there. He's like, also, like, all you guys will get credit. He's like, yeah, I want to make sure my mom and dad get credit. Also, Abigail and Riley and also Mitch, who's dead. He's like, okay, is that true? He's like, it's all true, sir. He's like, okay, cool. By the way, did you look up page 47 for me? He's like, yeah, I got some ideas on that. He's like, cool. Let's He's talk. like, great. We, th- we will circle back. And then, like, fast forward an indeterminate amount of time, and they've drained the the mm-hmm. t- the cavern again. Right, and now it's, like, an archaeological site. Yeah, and... I guess they got Mitch's dead body out there, too. Right, I hope so. I mean, it's it's, it's part of history now. Um, <laughs> and Helen Mirren is just bossing people around about... Including, uh, including uh, Patrick. Right, including Patrick. She's like, and he's like, oh, he, she was just like this on our honeymoon, too. And, uh, you know, and she's like, shut up. Yeah. And then Riley. But also, but also in a way that like, they're kind of back together now. Yeah, that's, because yeah. trauma, 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 trauma. And then Riley's up hanging out, goofing off and mm-hmm. kind of runs across a girl who's like, hey, aren't you Riley Poole? He's like, I am. Yeah. I am. She's like, I liked your book. And he's like, you read my fucking book? No one, not even my friends read my book. Which was a running gag. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah. And so he's like kind of talking and they kind of like go off together to chat. And then Ben and Abigail are together and they're together mm-hmm. again. Because he's like, right. I'll have the, the tea tables brought by. She's like, eh, why don't we not do that? Right. She's like, I was thinking maybe you could just move back in. And he's like, yeah, sure. Trauma seems like it's healthy things. And then there's fireworks at the end. 
Yeah. At Mount Rushmore? Are they at Mount Rushmore? I think so. I think they were. And then, like, there's a little brief moment where Riley's back in DC and he gets his Ferrari back. He's like, yeah, yeah, my Ferrari back. And then promptly crashes it because he doesn't know how to drive a fucking Ferrari. Right, right. Uh, And it has, like, a note, like, from the desk of the president. And it was, like, tax-free. Yeah, because he can do that, apparently. Yeah, I mean, he probably can. So, what do we learn from this movie? Oh my god. What did we learn? Oh. Um, I mean, if you find gold, that that means your ancestors were good people. Yeah, yeah, rich people can't be evil. Rich people aren't evil. Otherwise, why would God bless them with riches, Adam? You're right. Flawproof <laughs> logic. Right. I don't know, like... Even Mitch's character, who's like, I'm going to prove that my parent, my ancestry was involved in this whole conspiracy, somehow finds some sort of redemption from this. I don't get it. Ah, yeah. Also, like, not everybody's ancestors are good people. No. And it's okay to be like, yeah, apparently my ancestors were fucked up. Like, yeah, you live, you learn. There's like a dude who's like, Hitler's great great nephew his last name is Hitler and he's like yeah I'm just never having kids why because it just I need this to end with me like <laughs> like sometimes you just the weight of your family is just it's we just need too to much. stop yeah there's probably like a Napoleon the 12th running around out there somewhere that like yeah I don't know should not be there so, so like I don't know. not everybody's family is good people and that doesn't make you a bad person right also, it does make you a bad person if you leverage trauma to build a relationship. Yes, yes. Trauma is the basis of a relationship. I understand it's very sexy, but oof. Not a good look. Not for long-term uh, healthy relationships. Do not recommend zero stars. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, it might it might be, like, real passionate and fun for a little bit, but, like, when yeah. you get down to brass tacks, you're going to be like, this is not a solid foundation. Yeah, not... And, not we'll a solid foundation, and that it seems like all of the relationships in this movie are uh, really built on trauma. So, like, unless you are like in mortal peril, you're not going to feel anything in this relationship. <laughs> seems really so, kinky. Yeah, so you're just going to have to keep finding treasures to find. Yeah, like, you're never going to be happy on like a Tuesday afternoon just watching Netflix. Right, right. You have to be like in a fucking cave. Getting rained on and maybe drowning. Uh, I find, mean, again, whatever does it for you. Maybe. I'm not kink shaming, gold. but also I, that's a whew, that's a real specific kink um, <laughs> where you know I'm only aroused if I'm like in a cave and drowning, uh, with the possibility of ancient artifacts. Right, with ancient artifacts, like that's that's a lot. It's a lot of things. I would recommend diversifying your pleasure. I would too. And on that note, please parent responsibly. Please parent responsibly.